You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast i'm coming to you live with a little inspiration for your consideration child listen if you've been feeling like you want to give up i can relate i feel you you are seen you are heard okay um i know i've been sharing that i've been in a really good space lately and that's still true i'm in a good space right now but things gonna try you you know what i mean and things been trying your girl and so i have to get back to the correct posture and trying to find some tips some tricks some practices that I can put in place to help me maintain this good space that I have been in because things are going to happen right and so if you are feeling that I feel you I want you to know I feel you and you're listening to the right podcast on the right day this episode is for you so without further ado we're gonna get straight into it kicking off with the pros prompt of the week The pros prompt this week is to simply write what you hear. The title of the episode is what the episode is about. We're going to ask God his intentions and I want you to write down what you hear. I wouldn't have even been able to record this episode if I didn't write the message that I received for it. Every time I get a thing, I try to grab my phone, my notes app and write something. If I'm at home, I can grab my pen and my notebook. I'm writing it down. I have to write it down. And some of us are beginning to build a practice of talking to God consistently. And that's great. That is fine. If you're beginning your practice, if you're getting back on it. Remember I was talking about a couple weeks ago that I had to get back on. I had two, three weeks off of consistency. And so I had to get back into the swing and the rhythm of what that looks like at this time. I think sometimes we think we're, we've fallen off when maybe we haven't fallen off, but the rhythm is changing. And so I want us to understand that that's okay, but what builds faith is writing what you hear. So then as you're shifting, you might have shifted and you talk to God at a different time or he's talking to you in a different way. Or before he would tell you something and you weren't supposed to share with people. Now he wants you to share certain things before, you know, it was enough to just do a Devo. But now he wants you to do a Devo, pray and sit and have some quiet time and journal in the morning before you even start your day off. Maybe before you only did workouts to trap and rap, and now you can do your workouts and you're listening to worship music when you do it, right? Like there are just different ways that things shift. And sometimes when shifts happen, it takes us a beat to even catch up to what's going on. And then by the time we do, we're thinking that everything's new. We're changing everything. We feel like we're behind a little bit. We're stutter stepping. And when we look back at the record, and if you write things down, then you'll have a record. When you look back at the record, you'll see God's been consistent the whole time. He's saying the same thing. You're still walking along along the right path. You're doing the right thing. It's just in a new form. And that should bring comfort to us. A lot of times it does. Our memories can be trash. Okay. I can forget. I can forget so many things. And we forget, especially when it comes to things that God does for us. We forget a lot. 
The reason why we breathing right now. Your phone bill is paid right now to listen to this episode. Um, the people that you kick it with that are in your circle, he created them. Your job, he gave it to you. The job that you want to get, he's going to bring it. The money in your account, the money that you spent, all of it. Like, right? Like, he is the source of everything. And we can forget that. Other times, maybe we don't forget, but our doubts, our worries, our insecurities, they're loud. And that happens a lot of times. The things of this world can get really loud and the word can get real quiet because it doesn't seem applicable to what you're seeing right now. And so we have to have a base to come back to, a foundation to come back to when those things happen. And it comes by writing things down. This is a reminder and a challenge to write what you hear. It serves as comfort in a time of need, in a time when you're not sure what's the next step to take, in a time when maybe you've been pouring out and you need to remember what God has told you, the directive that he's given you because you're giving so much to people. It's something that you can check later. All right. When you write something down and then something happens later, you have the red thread. You can tie it to that very thing that popped off and be like, like this was. I remember when this first started to pop off and you have the record of the day, the time, how you were feeling, who it impacted at that moment. And then you can bring it to the present and see how much growth has taken place. And it can be a guiding light to your next. When you write things down, You can stare at them. You have a record. You can come back to them. It starts to map out the pathway that you should take. Who's the very next person you should talk to? What's the very next LinkedIn connection you need to have? Who's the very next person you should send that email to, that pitch to? It starts to get a lot more clear when we get out of our heads and we put the things down on paper. When we look at the previous entries that we have, y'all know it. It's not new. It's called Power and Pros for a reason because I think there's power in the pros. So it's not new, but I just wanted to remind us and challenge us to do that, especially as it pertains to our topic for today. Let's get into it. Y'all know how you can see one IG post and then you read a comment, then you click on another profile, then it brings you to another profile, and then you all up and down their page. And it's like, wait, I'm like four people (laughs) removed from the person I actually follow, and I'm all up on a page right now. That was me last week. I ended up on this pastor's daughter's husband's page, (laughs) and... I don't know. It was really sweet, actually. I got to see, like, a little bit of their story, their journey or whatnot. But it was just so funny because I was like, well, how did you get here? (laughs) You're supposed to get on Instagram for this one thing. I think I was supposed to, like, look up a restaurant. And then I didn't end up somewhere else. And so the husband, he had recently married the pastor's daughter. And so I'm reading the comments and just looking like, okay, what he, what he be doing? Like, what he up to and stuff? And then I went back to the pastor's page. And he had did a post about his daughter getting married. And he mentioned how his daughter's then boyfriend at the time had asked for the daughter's hand in marriage. And so he was talking about that a little bit. And he took a moment when a boyfriend asked to ask, like, what are your intentions for my daughter? Like, you know what I mean? What what kind of future and life are you building? What do you see? What's your vision for how this is going to go? And the boyfriend was coming to the pastor to ask for permission to ask for the daughter's hand in marriage. And the pastor responds, what are your intentions? 
Now, obviously, the intention is to get married. Like, I was like, I don't know why. Obviously, like, we are on Instagram all the time. I read comments and people's posts and captions all the time. But for some reason, I was just stuck on it. It's going to, like, obviously, it's to get married, babe. Like, that's what he wants to do. Maybe have some kids down the line, buy a house, child. But, like, that's the intention. And I'm thinking, like, ain't you a pastor? Ain't it a little late in the game to be trying to fill out the boyfriend and see if he's up to snuff, if he's on par for your daughter? Ain't they been dating? Wouldn't the BF know that if he's marrying a preacher's daughter, he got to come correct? Like, you know, like, the daddy going to be up on you. So it's just implied. I was like, that's interesting that the father even felt the need to put that. And then I sat with it, and I concluded that you have to ask questions sometimes simple like there are gonna be some points some periods where even when it seems like the answer is obvious the intentions are clear or if they're not clear that you can ask that you must ask in certain aspects of what you're going through what you're up against who you're chatting with the decisions that you're trying to make that they're trying to make questions are a part of the game point blank and simple we will all say it's appropriate for a parent to ask for an answer concerning the life of his child. Like nobody would question that, right? And it shows wisdom to not assume to know. It's wisdom actually to say, hey, I'm not in your brain. So you let me know. You pull me in. What are you thinking about this? And it allowed the beginning of a process of a transfer of ownership. Prior to this point, all the decisions made about the daughter and the main people that folks would associate with being concerned about her future would be her parents. But this moment in time, the boyfriend coming to the father to ask for the daughter's hand in marriage is the beginning of that changing forever. Now, when it comes to the moves that the daughter makes and the main person, like, you know, like, hey, do you want to come out this weekend? She's not going to say, let me ask my parents. She's going to be like, let me check in my man. Let me see what we got going on. Like, you know, there's a transfer of ownership on those decisions and who it impacts. Now, here's what I want to ask y'all. When is the last time you asked God his intentions? Think about it. Take some time. When's the last time that you asked God his intentions? It's appropriate to want to know and understand the details concerning the life that he has for you. It's appropriate, 100%. You'll be a fool to assume that you know what God is up to or what he has for you in this very moment. I had to be reminded the other day that God does miracles every day. There was a pastor, he was talking about, you know, people try to get to Sunday or they try to get to that next mouse on at work. They try to get to, let me just get this loan approved for this car. Let me just get to like, you know, like whatever these milestones and markers are for us. And it was like, what happens is we miss the miracle of the moment before you get the approval, before you get the new job, before you get the boo, before you get the approval on a loan for the car, before you get the new crib, before you get on the train, before you start your car, there is a miracle that could be waiting in a, a, a reach away. But because we're so laser focused on the next thing, running to the next platform, trying to get to that next thing that next moment when we'll be seen we miss the unseen that was right there to be seen but we didn't try to take the chance to see it 
And I had to be reminded of that the other day because there are definitely some markers for me. Listen, there are some places where I know if I get there, I'm going to be blessed. If I get there, I'm going to be able to impact more people. If I get there, everything's going to make sense. Right. And so that's my focus. That's where I'm trying to go when I'm upset, when things aren't going my way. That's what helps me and brings me back to to center. It's like, yo, remember, we're trying to get over there. So to get over there, we got to do this over here. And that's great. That's a good thing to have. It puts your tongue in check because, you know, when we have an attitude. We won't be wanting to say what we need to say. We won't be wanting to pray how we need to pray. I didn't want to pray yesterday. I sent up a like, God help, thanks, and kept it moving. Like, I didn't feel like it, you know? Um, but before that moment, before that little sent one up, I really wasn't feeling it. And because of where I'm trying to go, who I'm trying to be, it did bring me back to that. So I was at least able to open my mouth and acknowledge God yesterday versus ignoring him like I did the hours before that, right? So I'm not saying that that's bad. It is great. However, it is a totally different thing to realize that in every moment before we quote unquote arrive to that next milestone, that next person, that next thing, God is big enough to deliver a miracle before the miracle. Like that's what's so dope about him. He's doing things behind the scenes every day that we can't imagine. And what's amazing is that we don't have to imagine. We can ask him. That's all we have to do is ask him. The word says, knock and the door shall be opened. Ask and you shall receive simple concepts. And we get stuck and caught and bogged down and we forget the simple concepts. And so when I hear things lately about like faith, right, that just seems like such a big thing. And really, when you break it down, it's not and it's achievable on the daily. But sometimes it seems really lofty of a thought having faith moving um move, I don't know like when you talk about like moving mountains or just I don't know these big lofty things that we say in faith circles and spaces that you'll hear in different platforms and aspects it don't seem grabbable on a Tuesday when you got that one email and you're about to lose it right I faith right there is like what are we talking about right now how's that going to help me right now I need to respond to this email so so how does faith play a part in this moment and we have to ask you have nothing to lose by asking the small concepts are what build out the larger concepts it's the step you take with your left foot and then you take the next with your right foot and then you look back you done journeyed a mile two miles five miles 50 miles 100 miles 125 miles like you just keep on moving but you only can move by picking up that left foot, then that right foot. That's how you get there. And so we have nothing to lose by asking God, what's the next step we should take? There's so much faith in that and being like, okay, my left foot's up next. So we planting it over here. We planting it over here. Like how, how are we stepping right now? I want to make sure I'm coming correct. So you let me know. There's something so powerful and faith filled in that. And when we grasp it, when we get it, the miles that we want to journey, easy. They'll just come to you. You'll knock them down. And it's because you've mastered the art of that left, that right, that left, that right. There's continuation in that. There's consistency. There's empowerment. There's joy. There's companionship because others will start to want to walk with you because they'll start to see the path. 
But if you don't step and you tell people, oh, yeah, in 200 miles, I'm going to end up at so-and-so. And you ain't walking when you talk about it. I don't know, sis. And sometimes what trips us up from beginning to walk is because we, we don't feel like we have the plan. We don't feel like we know the step. And we just stop there. We're halted. You have nothing to lose by asking God what's T. And you have clarity of vision, building of faith, and testimony to gain. He ain't trying to play you. I'm telling y'all, he's not trying to play you. Our pros, our voice is most intimate with God. And one reason for that is because we have an understanding that he understands everything. God gets everything. And so when this morning I had to be like, oop, I messed up yesterday. I was rude to somebody a little bit yesterday. It wasn't as rude as I could have been. It ain't as rude as I have been in the past. But I was rude a little bit. It was a little stank. And so I had to apologize for that this morning. And I could do that in a way that was very chill and transparent because I know that God already knew that. He's like, mm, girl, now we're going to have to talk about that. He knew that yesterday. I should have said apologize to him yesterday and the person I was real too, if we're being honest. But he knows everything. And so because of that, I can be the most intimate, the most bare, the most raw, the most transparent with God because I understand that he understands everything. So with that understanding, we can go to him humbly and acknowledge that we don't have it all figured out. We don't have it all together. And we know that. <laughs> we know that. We don't have it all together. It's impossible for us to. Because if we had it all together, then we would not need to be dependent on God. And that's how this whole faith thing works. You're going to be dependent on him. You got the legs, right? You have the willpower. You have the mouth. But if he doesn't empower you, to take that next step, to know what to say. No movement is possible. So we don't have it all figured out. Our vision only goes so far. But when we begin that intimacy with God and we make that a consistent habit that we keep up, we can begin the transfer of ownership. And that transfer of ownership is very key. And it's so important. And I think that it's talked about in a lot of different ways, right? People will say that the Lord's yoke is light. And yoke is referring to uh, a thing that's on your shoulders, right? And the thing that God will put on you for you to carry, light, compared to what he carries, compared to the things that's on his plate, what he got to figure out. And so that sounds good. But naturally, we want to hold everything. Naturally, we want to figure out everything. And so if we're going to transfer the heaviness for the lightweight that God gives us, there are some things that we have to do. There's a mindset that we have to have. And there's a consistent pattern that we have to take up in order for that transfer to happen. And once we do that, once we start to recognize that intimacy is important and asking questions is appropriate, we can go from owning, planning how did it all work out to owning peace. That's the transfer that takes place. We go from worry to worship. That's the transfer that takes place. And ultimately, we go from playing president to being submitted to God's command. You don't want to play president. When you play president, people can see that you don't know what the heck's going on. 
They don't want to follow, assist, help. They might not know how to follow, assist, and help because your vision is shaky. It's not clear. It's not acute. It's everything. It's carrying. You're carrying everything. And so you're acute to nothing. But when you're submitted to God's command, it supersedes what you can naturally see. And people will start to say things that don't make sense. I'm starting to realize that in my life when people say, yeah, it's just something about you. Or, you know, when you had did that that one time, I was like, how does she even know? Stuff like that is when you can realize that the hand of God is on you, his grace, his mercy, his love, his vision, his wisdom, his plan, his peace, his joy, present, evident, and shining through you. It's clear, so clear that somebody can point it out. They might not know what the it is, but they know that it's there and it's in you. And so I'm starting to realize that happens when I'm submitted to God's command, when I have my time with him, when I'm doing my check-ins throughout the day, the morning, at nighttime, like, yo, what we doing? How you, you good? Am I good right now? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I acting how I'm supposed to act? And it's not to be in a robot-like relationship. It's just to make sure you're in right standing. We're called to be the righteousness of Christ Jesus. And so for us to do that, the, the root word of righteousness is right. So it's like, okay, what's right right now? Let's check in. Let's see. And we actually want God in control. It's scary sometimes, but we want him in control. Think about the pastor and his daughter. He wants his daughter to marry a partner of her own, to experience love and light, to be guided If she desires a family, that she has somebody to do that with. If she's having a hard day, there's another line of defense, another person to stand in the gap with her to go through that with, right? He desires all that for his daughter, but he had concerns at the time on what that would look like. How that's going to roll out? What's the phase of this for her? If you're going to be guiding her household, leading her, how how is she going to be taken care of? How do you see that? What does taking care of look like to you, young sir? That's the concern that he had. And those concerns were alleviated by asking the question, what are your intentions? What's the plan? How are you going to guide this situation? And all of those questions are appropriate to ask God, the very God that planned the entire earth. He put the earth in the galaxy He put all the galaxies within galaxies distance away from each other. Every star that's in the sky, the birds that are flying, the trees that sprout, the everything of everything is God's creation. And even when things don't go as intended, Adam and Eve, then he intends for something else to happen to correct that. So it goes back to his original design. That's how big he is. And so because of that, I know there are times when you could be like, uh, I don't know, this faith thing, it's, it's like I get it, but it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot to grasp. <laughs> it is a lot to understand. I think it's a lot to explain to people, right, which is why I am not a preacher, okay? I believe there's power in prose, and my prose is empowered by God. I feel like authenticity can be truly reached when you have a relationship with God. And so, yes, God isn't everything that I do. I talk about him in every episode, right? However, your girl and a preacher, all right? And it's because there's a special thing that has to be present within your soul and your spirit that is deposited by God to be able to really get into it because faith is a lot. Being a Christian is a lot. Understanding 
all the theologies and how this thing work, how we got here, where we at right now in 2022, a lot. Unsubscribe. It's a lot for me to grasp, okay? And so understanding that it is a lot, I it, it makes me even more, at times, I'm going to be real, it makes me even more at times able to submit to God because I'm like, you have to know everything. You got to. All this stuff that's going on, the muck and mire of the world, and the joys that happen too. There are some dope things that have happened to me, to people around me, where I'm like, God had to do that. Because how else would that have happened? How else would that have happened? For real. Like, how would that have popped off? There is no way. God had to have intended for that to happen. Right? And so there are those wild moments of this journey, of this walk that push me to God because the only answer is is God. And so if that is the case, y'all, if that is the case, the way, the truth, and the life, ask the person, the very one who intended for all things to work out for our good, what's tea? Maybe you ask in each area of your life at a time. I've done that. Like, what are your intentions with my career? What are your intentions with this situation? Bring it before him. Like on some real stuff, on some like, I don't know what's next. Or I think I do know what's next, but I want to check in. What's your intentions? How you see this? And then sit with your pen and wait. It's very important and key to wait. It may be uncomfortable at first. You may dibble and dab and think about your to-do list for a little bit. All of that is cool. It's expected. It's appropriate. And God already knew that was going to happen. What I'm telling you to do is wait. There's something in that moment. When you push past that, when your body, your brain understands, okay, we're really doing this right now. Once you get there, something unlocks in your spirit and you're truly able to connect and hear what you need to hear was divinely meant and sent for you at that time. So don't get discouraged and don't um, allow the distractions to distract you. Does that make sense? Distractions are going to pop off because our brains don't shut off. They are constantly working, deciphering information, trying to see what's needed. They're sending signals to our body to breathe and all these other things. So our brains are going to brain. All right. But when you push past that, your brain then sends a signal of like, okay, we're waiting right now. And that allows you to open up into a space where the word that you need for right now in this moment for the miracle that's on the way can be sent and you get it. Sometimes we think God isn't speaking or that it's just something that we shouldn't know right now. There's been times when I'm like, God, no one to speak. I wasn't doubting that he don't, oh, God don't speak to me or like all that. I was like, yep, I get it. He just don't want me to know right now. And I wonder how many times I've thought that. And he's like, girl, no, you didn't ask me nothing. You didn't ask me nothing. Somebody I want you to know. There's plenty of times I feel like he's like, wait, I have something to say, babe. <laughs> like, give me a second. Listen. God speaks to her body and he speaks to us all the time. That's how personal he is. And it's going to always be in a way that you'll understand. You'll know it's him. You'll have a sense. So trust where you are in your walk right now enough to ask and trust in him being God enough to answer. That's who he says he is. So if we believe in him, if we come to him asking him, we got to come correct. Correct. 
internally of like, listen, God is big enough that he can hear this concern and he'll answer. And it'll be in a way that I'll understand. It'll be in a way where if there's something actionable that I need to do, that I understand what those actions are. If it's in a way where I need to continue to pray about this, continue to come before him about it, that I'll get the signal, I'll pick it up and I'll know that I got to come here same time, same place tomorrow with this request, right? You'll know that if you need to go to somebody else and pull them in on it, if you need to, I don't know, confess the sin to them. If you need to do a, a brainstorm with somebody, if you need to plan a trip with somebody, child, whatever you need to do, he will let you know. He'll illuminate that. He'll remove the scales from your eyes. He'll give you heavenly glasses to understand, to peep everything that you need to see. So that's what we have to we have to have, right? You want to ask fully dependent and full of faith. So that way, when you hear it, you know. And then when we go back to the prose prompt and you record it, you write down what you heard, foul proof. Each and every time that you do it, each and every time you face an obstacle, each and every time there's something before you and you're not sure, is this a left foot move? Is this a right foot move? Am I supposed to stand still right now? You can go to God and he will answer you. And it'll be in such a way that's unique to you It'll be in such a way that you're confirmed it's him. You'll have no choice but to give thanks, to praise, and to move forward. And then again, you'll look up and those mouths, down, you did them. And you did it with a lighter weight because you transferred ownership of needing to know every step, every plan, every path to God. And all you had to do, your yoke, was to obey. So the power tool for this week is to have the conversation. Talk to God. I think sometimes we think about prayer as a one-way thing, submitting requests, um, saying where you're at, your feelings, your lament. That's great and that's good and that's a part of it. The waiting part is what I want to emphasize today. There's a conversation. If you talk to somebody, they continuously cut you off. You never got to say anything and then Y'all just leave and go home. It's like, girl, I didn't even have to come to this. You didn't let me say nothing. You could have wrote me a letter, okay? And so conversations are a two-way street. I want to remind y'all of that, and that is applicable to the conversations we have with the Father. He wants to talk to us. He wants to get down and dirty in that thing with you. He has a word and a thing that he wants to deposit in your heart. And it's something that you can carry throughout the remainder of this season. Words from God is what you carry. That's what you put in your bag to get you through where you're at. And because it's light, you can carry it throughout your journey. If you carry all that other stuff, listen, you're going to be weighed down. You're going to take a longer time to get where you're going People are going to be staring at you and making you self-conscious because it's like, why the girl got all that stuff? And she's trying to go somewhere. She can't go there carrying all that. And people will be able to see it. You got to do like Erica Badu said, y'all. You got to pack light. What's light is the yoke that the Lord gives us. And that yoke, we know it's light. He says it. He don't lie, right? So if he says it's light and we believe in that, then we have to transfer what's weighing us down. Give it to him and trust that he got it. So have that conversation with God ASAP, 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 and be sure that you give him a chance to speak during that time.
That's all I got for you this week, cool kids. Be sure that you join us for our April Devo and prayer call sessions. They'll be happening starting next week. So be sure that you tune in. We'll be meeting on Zoom every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Hit the link in the show notes to get the deets by signing up for the pros and praise pages newsletter. That is how you get all the scoop on the cool kid happenings that are popping off for that week or that month and the April Devo and prayer call moment you don't want to miss. If you joined last time, be sure that you invite a friend. If you're joining this time for the first time, still invite a friend and it's going to be really dope. Um, If you didn't know about it, we kicked it off for the first time in March. And what happened is we will all sign up to do a plan on the Bible app. I'm going to find one that is five days. That's what we did um, in March. So we did one for five days. So it's the mini Devo every day. And then when you do it as a group in the Bible app, then you're able to, at the end of each day, there's a conversation um, section. And so you can share your thoughts and read the thoughts of others, which I find super encouraging. This walk, this journey, being a young person of color, a young person of faith, it can seem like you're the only one. All right. People are seeming like they live in their lives. They going off, they popping off, they doing whatever. And here you are trying to have some morals and some rules. It can seem lonely. All right. And so by signing up for this and doing the diva with other people, other young believers, you're able to see that you're not the only one. You're able to see that some of the things that you're struggling with, others are struggling with. You're able to see others victories and you can grab lessons from them and apply it to your situation. And you're able to grow your network, right? I think it's really dope when you can meet other women and stand in the gap with them, pray for them. They pray for you and you just all are in this thing together. And so as cool kids, let's embody and do that. And then the second piece of this week deep dive that we do together are the prayer calls. So somebody has told me that the prayer calls are kind of like an old saint thing. And I guess they are. Um, I had a like church background going up, but my family didn't like join prayer calls and stuff. So that's not something I'm used to is actually a 20 something for me thing that I am starting to discover, but I find them so helpful. I joined a prayer call with forward city church out of South Carolina at 6 a.m. in the mornings, and it really just helps set up my day. It's accountability for me when I miss it, I can tell, and it's just I'm just really thankful um, for those times that I can join. And so those moments are really, really, really important. Again, you see other believers, you have dedicated time with God in the morning. It's like, all right, before I kick off my day, before I read emails, before I get on Instagram, before I do all of these things, let me talk to you. And again, we're called to be the righteousness of Christ, right? And so it's getting right. What's the right thing for the moment? And so I want all of us to build community in that way. And it just makes us stronger. And it's a habit. Us doing it every month builds up the practice. If you fall off, maybe the prayer calls are a reminder for you to get back on. What's your prayer life? If you haven't asked God his attention in a a while, maybe we could do that together. And we all can hear something and stand up for each other as we continue to walk this thing out of owning our power. So be sure that you sign up via the link in the show notes and we'll see you next week i love you guys i'm rooting for you guys always remember that you share this with a friend y'all i feel like there has been a lot of messages that are going out that could help a lot of us and i've been hearing from you guys which is great and that you're loving the content so be sure that you share with a friend i do not want anybody during this walk alone it's better when we're together so be sure that you share your faith with a friend and i will see you guys on the prayer call next week remember to profess your power and there's power in pros 
Bye.